0: hello everybody this is your host nathan gasford and you are listening to the anointed and the appointed podcast just here to remind you that it's time to step up and to step step out the manifest of Christ living within you to a hurting world. My well, friends, we're going to go ahead and get into this as well. It is week 2. Week 2 of Faith Foundations. Well, uh, did you know that that faith has a language. It has a certain way of talking. It's a language of life and a language of victory. Why? It's the language of the father. Well, how do we know that? Remember, anytime someone says something to you, what does the word say about that? Not your opinion, not what you think. What does the Father think that he put into words that got into the word of God? See, listen to this in Hebrews 11, chapter three, chapter 11, verse 3. It says, faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's word words. He spoke in the invisible realm, gave birth to all that is seen. See, our words are used in faith or they are used in fear. Let's say that again. Our words are either used in faith or they are used in fear. They are either producing life or they're producing death. Well, the Bible says in Proverbs 18.21, it does say the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Well, what consequences do we want? What harvest do we want with the words of seeds that we have planted in our life? One that brings forth life and abundance or one that brings forth death and destruction? My friends, we've all been there. No matter what the title is, no matter what you do in life, it doesn't matter. We've all realized in life that we've said some things that we regret, that we just wish that we could just rope those words back in and bring them back to us and, and just not let them go out and to do what they were sent to do. Now, we can send out something of words of faith and get what Jesus did. Did when he sent out the word to the centurion soldier and what happened? God, Jesus sent the word, and within that self same hour, the centurion soldier was healed. Or, what about when the Bible says that God sent His word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions? Well, my friends, you know I used to work in a nursing home at one time, and I've always wondered. Some of those people that were laying there, so-called, they looked at it as they're living out their last days. It makes me wonder how many of those people that lived in that nursing home, stayed there at that time, were they hanging on to words that were told to them when they were a little girl, a little boy? You know, words of uh, you'll never amount to anything. You know, I worked at a prison as well, and I, I saw men living out prophetically what was spoken over them. You'll never amount to nothing. If you don't get it right, you'll end up just like your dad or your uncle or your other brother that's in prison. Get your act together. You're worthless. You'll never amount to nothing. Well, my friends, tell me in the word of God where that is spoken and where that is true about us. Now go ahead. I'm, I'm waiting. Well, we'll be here for a while. Why? Because you won't find it. God is, does not have that type of language, and he doesn't want his sons and his daughters to have that type of language either. Why? Because he just sat there and said in Proverbs 18, 21, the tongue can produce death or life. Well, God's tongue doesn't produce death. It produces life. See, when you put God's word in your mouth, you're breathing in the very life of God himself. When you put God's word in your mouth, you're breathing in the very life of God. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 3.16, God has transmitted his very substance into every scripture, for it is God breathed. It will empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you the strength to take the right direction and to lead you deeper into the path of godliness. See, when we put God's word into our mouth and give voice to it by faith, we will get the same results as God gets because it's his word that's being spoken. My friends, words spoken in faith, it will put us into Victory. I don't know about you, but my, I want to live a life of victory. I want to see the results of Jesus in my life, not just for me, but for those around me, my wife, my daughter, my family, my loved ones, fam, people that I call family that are closer to me than even uh, blood. I want to see all these people walk in victory. The people that stand before that I get to minister to, I want to see a life of victory. Why? Because that's what Jesus died to give us. He died to get us back in to the family of God, sharing the same faith, the same life, the same nature. Life as God has it and Jesus has it has been imparted to us. See, the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verses eight through 10, I'm going to just remind you of how important having a way of language and talking and speech, the way the Father talks is so important. This is how important words are. It says, Romans chapter 10, verses eight through 10, it says, by the faith righteousness we receive speaks to us in these words of Moses. God's living message is very close to you, as close as your own heart beating in your chest and as near as the tongue and your mouth. And what is God's living message? It is the revelation of faith for salvation, which is the message that we preach. For if you publicly declare with your mouth, that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will experience salvation. The heart believes in him, receives the gift of righteousness of God, and then the mouth confesses, resulting in salvation. See, we're made my friends, in the very image and the likeness of of our Father, and he is a faith-speaking God, and we have been made a faith-speaking son and a daughter. See, faith must be in our mouth and in our actions. Our actions must, must match our faith words. It must match our faith words. It has to. Then we will see the Jesus results that are found in the word. I like what E.W. Kenyon said. If you do not know of him, I encourage you to look him up. He is an old school writer, born again believer. And the way he wrote, it was like poetry, but it was so, so packed with truth. And he said, the reason the majority of Christians are weak, though they are sincere is because they have never dared to make a bold confession of who they are in Christ. My friends, I'm just going to tell you right now, if you're listening to this out there and you have the language and the speech that, well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. My friends, I'm telling you, you're either born again righteous or you're a sinner get it right. Which one are you? Because you're basically slapping the Father in the face and spitting in the face of Jesus when you say, as a born-again believer, oh, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Well, you're either saved or you're not. And that is not humility. That is not giving the Father credit for who's made you. The Bible says that you are now the righteousness of God in Christ. My friends, you didn't do anything to earn it. Jesus did. You get it free as a gift by putting your faith in it. Now, again, I'm going to say that again. The reason the majority of Christians are weak, though they are sincere, is because they have never dared to make a bold confession of who they are in Christ. My friends, that bold confession in Christ is, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I am a son of God just like Jesus. I share in the same life and the same righteousness that Jesus shares. Well, religion will tell you, how dare you speak like that? Well, they did that to Jesus. Jesus says, you know, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father, and they called that blasphemy. Who are you to say that? Well, guess what? Religion is going to tell you the same thing. When you dare to be a son of God that God created. See, nothing will establish you and build your faith as quickly as confession. Well, I'll say this. The right confession will build that faith. It will strengthen it. The wrong confession will make it weak. It'll make it very weak and sickly, so to speak. See, winning the word, the war of words, it's going to be necessary to win the fight of faith. I must say that again, winning the war of words is necessary to win the fight of faith. It, it, it will. First uh, Samuel chapter 17, verse 37. Listen to this. David said, David said, the Lord who delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. My friends, he spoke in faith the outcome before he ever got to Goliath. Did you hear that? He put God's word in his mouth before he ever stood face to face with Goliath. He spoke in faith the outcome before he ever got to the giant. He spoke the word and sent it to the giant before he ever put that rock in that sling. He didn't run at his giant with his mouth shut. The faith language is bold and victorious. It has a backbone and it looks just like Jesus. The language of faith is the language of of Jesus. Jesus did not stand before that tomb of Lazarus and said, oh no, what are we going to do? Oh, I've waited too long. No, if anything, he said, I told you if you would believe, you would see the glory of God. In other words, he told Mary and them, he said, listen, I told you if you would believe, you could have raised him yourself. Why are you crying? And then he went and he publicly, loud, on purpose, allowed them to hear his prayer. Oh, Father in heaven. And he looks around to make sure they're looking at him. I know you always hear me when I pray. Why was he praying like that? To let them know they could have done the same thing that he did when he said, Lazarus, come forth. My friends, those stories aren't written in the Bible for you just to look back on and go, wow, what a time, man, that would have been great to live then. No, Jesus, the Holy Spirit on purpose, put the word of God together to inspire you to go out there and to do the same works. If not, what do you have to say about John 14, 12, when Jesus said the same mighty miracles I've been doing, you're going to do in greater. Well, those same mighty miracles wasn't just feeding the 5,000. It was raising the dead. It was casting out demons and devils. It was walking on water. It was speaking to the storms. It was healing the sick, no matter what condition they stood before him with. My friends, I'm telling you as a believer, this is who you are. Maybe you haven't seen Jesus lately in you. Go take a second look into the mirror and see who's looking back at you. You are now flesh of his flesh and bone of his bone. You are the Christ in the earth, the anointed one, because he lives his life in you. There's more to you then meets the eye. Get acquainted with your new born-again self, which is just simply Christ in you. Colossians 1:27. See, 2 Corinthians 4, 13, it says, we have the same spirit of faith that is described in the scriptures. When it says, first I believed, then I spoke in faith. So we also first believe, then we speak. See, faith is, wants to speak faith wants to act faith has a language and it is a language of life see we now have the very faith of Jesus so what are we going to do with this faith we better be believing the word of God and then start speaking the word of God to see any change in our lives if our lives are going into a direction that we do not like then guess what we better check on what we've been speaking first. You know, when my wife Lacey was pregnant with our daughter, Avery, and we were going and getting ultrasounds and different things checked out. At one time, they said that one of her kidneys was not developing correctly. It was abnormally small and it needed to get to the right size. And, and, uh, I took that very seriously, you know, growing up, dealing with different issues with uh, kidney issues. At that time at a young age, I was just, just being honest with you. I'm thinking, hell no, you are not going to operate on my daughter. You are not going to do that. So what did we do? We put faith in our language. We spoke to that situation in our body, commanded for those kidneys to be normal size, and the next ultrasound and checkup that we have, bam, What happened? We got exactly what we spoke. Now, we could have done the other. Oh, my goodness, what's going to happen? I don't know. She has this. We would have reinforced what the doctors was saying with words of fear. Instead, we reversed what they said with words of faith, and we acted upon the word of God and saw change in her body, knowing that God's will, he did not send her to this earth with a kidney like that. And that's not his will. So, what do we do? We spoke God's heart and God's language into her body, and it took effect. Why? Well, your body was made by words, anyways. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He created man's body with words from the dust of the ground. He created it. If he created the earth, but with words, and your body was made from the dust of the earth. Then he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Then man became a living spirit. Come on, then you can change it with words. See, the enemy has no authority over us. He has to get our words. He has to get us to agree with him. He has to get us to surrender our authority through our words. We don't give him your words of doubt and unbelief. Don't speak those words of fear and death. Stop speaking that you are weak and getting old. Why? The Bible says in Joel 3.10, beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong, a warrior. See, even in the middle of your body dealing with something, God told you to speak something different why you're speaking his language that will change your current situation and make it line up with what God said why words are important it doesn't say let the weak say i'm let the weak say i'm weak it says for you to say i'm strong put his strength in your body by speaking life into your body by faith See, the Bible does say in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we live by faith, not by what we see with our eyes. See, the kingdom of God is a faith kingdom, and there's only life and glory here in heaven. No sickness, no fear, no disease or death, and the Father wants his perfect will to be done and manifested here on earth as it is in heaven. This will only get done by living a life of faith, not being moved by what we see, but by being moved by the word of God, spoken then put into to Action. See, you get into the kingdom by faith and you walk in the kingdom by faith. We operate in this kingdom by faith. We get into it by faith. My friends, I'm telling you right now, you have the faith of God on the inside of you, and faith does have a certain way of talking, it has a certain language, and it is one that is. Victorious. My friends, I'm reminding you to get a grip on your lip. Start paying attention to what's coming out of your mouth. Are they words of faith or fear? Belief or doubt? You choose, but if you want the results of what the word promises, we have to have the language of faith. My friends, share this. Get it out there in the airways. Share it with your friends and your family. Let people be encouraged today that there is a language of faith for the believer. Thank you guys for listening to the Anointed and the Appointed podcast with your host, Nathan Gasford. Until next week, get out there and be the believer that you can knowing that Christ is in you and go into a world showing them Jesus in you.